just to be saved. God saved you to save others. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 18 says, All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by or through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is what God saved every one of us for. You heard the testimony. He says, God help our health centers or our medical centers or our hospitals. We heard the other testimony of somebody who was kidnapped on the eve or two days or so or three days to the wedding. All of these are symptoms of a sinking ship. You know, some people say that Nigeria is a failed nation, even though it has not been classified as such. <laughs> because there's hardly law and order, there's hardly due process. The agencies of law enforcement are not working. Everything is upside down. But we believe that this nation can be pulled out of wherever it is and become a praise of God. Now, when people begin to kidnap other people, it is just a simple symptom of what? People who do not have God in them. When somebody runs a ministry and is supposed to equip the hospitals, but he takes the money and puts it in a private account, and puts money in there that he will not be able to finish for the rest of his life. It is just a symptom of somebody who does not know God. And when we say somebody does not know God, he has no fear of God. When you go on the road and there are potholes that cars can enter and it will damage, what is it, your thyroid or whatever, or your shock absorber or whatever, Meanwhile, money has been allocated for that. It only tells us that there are people who are in the helm of affairs who do not know God and have no fear of God. But guess what? Do you know that amongst us gathered here in some three years, four years, ten years, fifteen years, might be governors, might be presidents. Do you know that? You know, there was a time, not, not too long, very recently, you know, I, was, I was in the same workers training group with the present vice president. They called us the government workers in Freedom Hall. We were in the same workers group. And very recently I was driving, I was just saying to myself, if I had known he was going to be the vice president, <laughs> I would have been visiting him daily, sending him text messages, become his very good friend, such that now that he's VP, he can't forget me. What's the point I'm trying to make? You never know what will become of the person sitting next to you. That man on the street, that boy crossing that gate now, who's looking hopeless, you do not know what his tomorrow will be. Now it is our responsibility to change the story of this nation. And how can we do that? By bringing Christ to everybody around us. We have been called to the Ministry of Reconciliation. 
you have not been called to preach. You have been called to witness. That is what God has called us to do. And what does a witness do? A witness just says what they have seen and what they have experienced. I was sharing with somebody at the Let's Go Fishing. After Apostle Ayo preached, there was one particular guy who answered the altar call with dreadlocks and all manners of things on his head. And in my mind, I said, if for nothing else, I mean, all other souls were important, but I knew that the message that he preached reached out to that guy because he talked about drugs, he talked about music, he talked about uh, Yahoo. I knew that the message reached him. And the truth of the matter is, that is where it begins. Being a witness is saying, this is what I was, but this is who I am now today because of Christ. There's no long story about it. A social media message came. I'm just trying to relate it to what I'm talking about. And he said, if the offering, I mean, has not, I'll relate it to, don't get to say pastor has come with offering. If the offering we give in church every Sunday is what will provide food for us when we get to heaven. The social media message said, do you know that some people will be starving in heaven? Now, if the souls that you win is what will determine the kind of house you will live in heaven, you know that some of us will be living in gate houses. God has given us a double package in one. Win souls and make the nation, make Antony village, make your community, make your home better. Because when people know Christ, there is a greater tendency of them living a godly life. Which is for your good and me. Is it not? If everyone in this nation was saved, there will not be kidnappers. You will not be traveling at night and you will be looking and be praying in tongues. Is it not so? You will not do that. So when we populate the kingdom of God here on earth, we live better lives. Then number two, he says the more souls you win, the more I am inclined to answer your prayers. That whatsoever you ask me, I will do it when you win souls for me. My heart's desire is for this church to be a soul-winning church. Yes, we call for evangelism. It's good you come, but if you don't come, no problem. But in your house, in your office, amongst your neighbors, do you tell them the change in your life that you are now a child of God? I know the fear for most of us is I cannot quote the Bible. Nobody has called you to quote any Bible. But if there's one scripture you should know, just know John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Even when I was not a Christian, I knew that scripture. So I don't see why you can be a Christian and not know that scripture. It's the simplest. It's not so. All that scripture is saying is that God loves you so much that he sent his son.
to come and die for you. I have accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and my life is a lot better. This is what I was doing. I used to go to Fela's Shrine every Friday, even when I was in school. I was doing all manners of things. But today, this is what I am doing. My life has changed for the better. That is all. That is what a witness does. Is that something we can do? Is it not simple enough? I don't know your story. You know your own story. Tell your story to people. Use your mouth to glorify God. Don't use your mouth for things that don't edify. Things that will not benefit you in any way. Use your mouth to advance the kingdom of heaven. There's power in our words. And in the course of the month, we are going to be talking more about these things. The power in the word. So I don't want you to miss service this, this month of May. It promises to be a wonderful time in the presence of God. Is that okay? Well, let's begin by telling everybody around us about Jesus. When the woman at the well of Samaria, you know that story in John chapter 4. The Bible says the woman had been through, how many men? Seven or five men. I mean, had a reckless life and met Jesus. And Jesus reached her heart. What was the first thing she do, did? She went into the village where she was coming from to tell them about who? Jesus. Come and meet a man who has told me everything about my life. Saved people save others. If you are not in the business of saving people, there's a question mark about your salvation. Because if you claim to be saved, your first response will be to save others. If you don't, you may be classified as wicked and selfish. And I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. The word is enough for the wise. But as we progress in this month, let's come and learn about what to use our words to do and how the words that you speak can either make or mar your life. How you can turn a bad day into a good day. God will help us in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless and we give you glory. We ask, Lord, that the grace to be soul winners, to be witnesses for you, God, you will cause it to rest upon each one of us in the name of Jesus. That continually, endlessly, ceaselessly, O God, all of our lives will be a praise of you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.